Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's my check. It's my check. The podcast by Mike Myers. Hello, horny babies. Welcome to Mike Check, the only podcast in known existence where two gut-bustingly hilarious <laughs> comedians go through the entire extended filmography of Saturday Night Live just to check if Mike Myers is anywhere to be seen. Can we spot that doughy, pudgy little puddin' face prick? Somewhere <laughs> in the midst of these films. The funny man himself, Mike Myers. Does his presence lurk within the film, or does it not lurk within the presence of film and only within popular culture? <laughs> this is season two of Mike Check. I'm Cameron James, and that other beautiful voice belongs to Alexi Toliopoulos. How are you, my friend? My darling dear, I'm always good when you are near. Oh, wow, what a beautiful rhyme. I'm a poet. I've got a poet as well. I once knew a man from Nantucket. Uh-huh. Whose schlong was so big, you should fuck it. <laughs> well, that's quite the rhyme. And as always, I say, if you can do the rhyme, I shall do the crime. <laughs> What's the crime? Well, <laughs> I guess we'll see. We'll find out. So we've so far for season two, we've been looking through the SNL movies. Uh, it's, you know, we're doing a little Mike Myers check. But we're also doing the Lorne Michaels check. Yeah, Michaels check. Yeah. is season two, baby. <laughs> Just to check on Lorne Michaels. Lorne Michaels' influence on cinematic comedy as a whole. Lorne Michaels is my favourite Canuck, whose dick was so big, you should give it a (laughs) suck. (laughs) Who's your second favourite Canuck? (laughs) Probably Mike Myers. Yeah, he's well known for being a Canadian. Yes. The guy's a Canadian. There are so many great Canadians out there in the world. We've just listed two of them, Lorne Michaels and Mike Myers, but there are so many others. So many, many more, including John Candy. Jim Carrey. Oh, God. Anyone JC? Jesus Christ. (laughs) They're all Canucks. Jesus Christ was a Canuck. Justin Bieber was a Canuck. Justin Bieber. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Drake. Drake. He's Canadian. Who has been putting out some diss tracks this week. Against Mike Myers. Against Mike Myers. And I just got to say, Drake, he's a fellow Canuck. Can you give Mike a break? Give Mike a break, Drake. Drake, give Mike a break. Give Mike a break, Drake. Drake, come on, mate. Give Drake a break. (laughs) (laughs) So today, what are we going to be talking about, Cameron? We keep going further back in time, I feel, with this podcast. Yeah, because we keep discovering things that came out before the first official SNL movie, which was Blues Brothers. So this time, we are travelling back to... 
1978, the swinging 70s. <laughs> the swinging 70s. Everyone's partying. It's a crazy time. It's a wild time. People are shagging left and right. 1978, famously the summer of love. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was hot and it was hot. It was hot. And just when you thought it couldn't get any hotter, it got hard, baby. And why are we talking about this film? This, uh, this year... 1978. The year of the summer of love. (laughs) (laughs) Was the year that a film came out, a television film produced by Lorne Michaels Uh called The Ruttles, All You Need Is Cash. Okay. And just to let the listeners know, you can access this movie. And guess what? You don't need cash. It's free on YouTube. It's on YouTube. There's about eight different versions of it on Uh YouTube. That's That's how hard it is to get. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a telly movie produced by Lorne Michaels, starring and created by Eric Idle of Monty Python, and starring many of the not-ready-for-prime-time players. They make cameo appearances. Before we get into that, though, let's do a little bit of my favourite segment mm-hmm. of all time. Of course, I'm talking about... Brecken Meyer News. Yes, now this is our first segment on the show, not to be confused with Breaking Myers They're News, so where we similar. talk about the Breaking Mike Myers News happening yep. out there in the world. This is Brecken Meyer News. This is different. This is Brecken Meyer. It's about the actor Brecken Meyer. A lot of people keep getting in touch with me and saying, What is the difference between these two segments? I say, Look, one's about Brecken Meyer uh-huh. and one is about Mike Myers breaking news. So I can yep. understand that they sound similar. Yes. Well, Breck and Meyer shall be appearing in a new legal drama picked picked up for television um, for ABC television. Holy crap. Yes. Uh, so ABC, <laughs> of course, is well known as a TV channel owned by Disney. Okay. Right. Because when you said ABC, I thought you meant the first three letters of, of the Greek alphabet. Alpha, Vita, Gamma, which is ABG. <laughs> ABG. Always be glozing. <laughs> uh, so the TV show is called The Fix. It hails from attorney and author Marsha Clark, who co-writes and executive produces the new legal drama with other people. Here's the logline. A new legal drama about Maya Travis, an LA district attorney who suffers a devastating defeat when prosecuting an A-list actor for double murder. With Whoa. her high-profile career derailed, she flees for a quieter life in Washington. Eight years later, when this same celebrity is under suspicion for another murder, Maya Travis is lured back to the DA's office for another chance at justice. The film, the TV series stars Breck and Maya in an unclassified role. I wonder if he's the A-list. I mean, how can you not cast Breck and Maya as an A-list actor? The guy's got charisma out the wazoo. The guy's got charisma. He is a confident young man. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. he still looked like a young man, even though he's near 70 years old at this point. <laughs> he looks gorgeous. The guy's freaking gorgeous. The guy looks like he's sculpted out of marble itself. <laughs> the guy looks like he's sculpted out of Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> it's like someone whittled Matthew McConaughey down to a smaller stature. To a smaller bloke, but made him nonetheless beautiful. He's still quite gorgeous, quite angular. He's an angular bloke. He's got a beautiful schnoz on him. Oh. Uh, what a schnoz for the ages. He looks like a Roman coin. When I see this guy in profile, I think this 
is a goddamn star of screen. Yeah. So if you're going to be a star of screen, you have to have a prominent nose. You have to have a nice schnoz of some kind, a distinct feature, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Prominent schnoz, prominent chin. Like a Tommy Maitland style. Tommy Maitland, one of the best chins in the biz. Yeah. Chin. Uh, so that is it for Breckenmeyer News. He's got a new show called The Fixed or some shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now on to Breaking Myers News. This is exciting stuff. We've been tagged in this for the last three days by a uh, bunch of hum, different uh, people. Hum, uh, hum. A hum and a hum and a hum and a humbug. Auga. So this breaking my news, Cammy, read the headline. This is from my favourite news source, The Sun. It's from my favourite energy source, The Sun. <laughs> 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 the sun.co.uk It's awesome that the sun got its own uh, I know. paper You'd think there'd be less news happening up there But pff, they even hear about Michael Myers over there too <laughs> So we got tagged in this This is the headline Okay Groovy baby Okay I like the Already headline. I'm on board Already uh, You speak of my language yeah. Mike Myers hints at plans for Austin Powers 4 15 years after final film Final film? Goldman was the final film? <laughs> the last film ever made. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. There's been plenty of movies that have come out since. Quite a few flicks <laughs> and definitely a lot of web series. Yes, but that was the final film. <laughs> the Funny Man teased fans with the fourth installment of the hit film series that rocketed him to fame in a big boy shaped rocket. Oh, is that in the... In no, oh, that's what God. I added. Honestly, I, I Cameron, punched it up. <laughs> you, you made a, a news article... An art article. Thank you. Thank you. Honestly, you carved that. <laughs> you carved down that marble that yeah. was the Sun article and made it into something beautiful like Breckenmeyer. <laughs> Mike Myers has stirred up excitement by teasing that there could be a fourth installment of the hit Austin Powers series. And I read the article and I know you did too. It's not news. It's just <laughs> Mike Myers saying <laughs> that his son asked him some questions. Spike about Myers, his son. Son Spike. Who's about four to six years old. But he's gorgeous. Hey, it's <laughs> like if you got Mike Myers and carved him down into a six-year-old. <laughs> whittled him down. <laughs> into a six-year-old. a smaller version. A smaller Mike. Which, by the way, is what they did with Mini Me. They actually carved Mike down, and yep. we got they got uh, him into costume, carved it down. That's how we got Vern. Beautiful piece. little Vern. So, Try what on. did Mike's Tyke have to say? Mike's Tyke said, uh, "Mike Tyke's Mike's Tyke Spike asked his daddy, who was there. <laughs> daddy, daddy was there. Daddy was there. He daddy said, was there. Uh, daddy, what's Doctor Evil's lair?" And Mike said, "It's an oil rig." And Spike said, "What's an oil rig?" And Mike said, "It's where you drill oil at sea." And then Spike said, he should live in a sewer, and then fell asleep. And that Get triggered, hint, Daddy. That triggered something in Mike. Mm. He went, oh, maybe he should live in a sewer. Maybe Dr. Evil should be fighting the Ninja Turtles. Maybe we should find out some more shit about Dr. Evil. And then he just uh, he riffed a little bit about maybe he'd like to see a movie that's Dr. Evil's Origins. So that's the latest news in what has been an ongoing news cycle. Mm, and that was with People.com, People Magazine? Probably. I think yeah. originally this, uh, but this has been reported in The Sun, which is, like I mentioned, my favourite news source. And like I mentioned, my favourite source of energy. You know what I like about British newspapers? Page four. Oh, the glamour mods. Yeah. They, yeah. If you... I, I go, front page news, forget about it. I want to make page four news. I want to be underneath a big set of heaving mams. 
Well, that concludes this segment of Breaking Myers News. Now on to our review of the first produced Lorne Michaels TV film based on characters that originally premiered on SNL. Is that correct? Incorrect, but close. Okay, let's Very hear close. it. Here's a taste of the Ruttles. The Ruttles story is a legend. A living legend. A legend that will live long after lots of other living legends have died. Tonight, we are extremely proud to present the semi-legendary life story of the Prefab 4, Dirk, Nasty, Sig, and Barry, who made the 60s what they are today, the fabulous Ruddles. The Ruddles, initially released on 22 March 1978, directed by Eric Idle and Gary Weiss. Mm. The Ruddles are a gang of mop-topped goofballs from Liverpool, England, whose songs bewitch the entire world. But between hits like Cheese and Onions and Double Back Alley, the group ultimately implodes, leading to a bitter public breakup in this seminal mockumentary that satirises the career of the Beatles. Oh, and does it satirise it, baby? It has teeth. It is a sharp film. It's an expose. So the Ruddles are, like you incorrectly mentioned, they do have some ties to SNL. Uh That's not where they started. They Uh started in Mm -hmm. uh, 75. Uh I'm talking post-Monty Python. Post-Monty Python, of course. Eric Idle... Everyone else went off into a film career. Yeah, Eric we've got Idle. who else? We've got Terry Gilliam. We got Terry Gilliam. We've got we've David got... Walliams. Please, <laughs> <laughs> we've got Matt Lucas, Catherine Tate, Catherine Tate, Peep Show, Peep Show. They all started as Monty Python sketches. Ricky Gervais, alongside Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchman. Um, <laughs> we got Dame Edna. We got uh, Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson, Gandalf. A lot yeah. of these guys got yeah. their start in a little sketch group called Monty Python. And Monty Python were the Beatles of comedy. Of comedy, they were so famous. They were so famous and so sexy. Ah, God, you want to fuck every single damn one of them. That's the funniest thing about comedy for me is I laugh harder when I'm harder. Does that make sense? Like, do you uh, know what I'm yeah, saying when I like, say ha, 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 bong, bong, bong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laughing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, my dick hits the back of the seat in front of me. Yeah. And the person turns around to get angry, but then sees what's hitting it, and they go, okay, oh, awesome. Okay, this guy's having fun. Yeah, this is... <laughs> this guy's having <laughs> fun. great stuff. So, this didn't begin as Monty Python sketches, such as... No. He Who Has the Fish, or, um, hello, Vicar, can I have a little bit of that, please? Or, excuse me, mum, what's for dinner? Yes, welcome to the shop. Yep. Hello there, it's me, Mr. Mister. <laughs> well, you shan't be buying that for me, shall you? <laughs> yeah, Monty Python, so funny. A lot of their sketches are about someone serving someone else. Yeah, they have some great movies too, like uh, Life of Spam and uh, The Holy Man. <laughs> the Holy Man. <laughs> Rush <Everybody> Hour. <laughs> Holy Man, Rush Hour. <laughs> Monty Python presents Bandcamp. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of funny fucking movies come out from Monty Python. They deserve a whole podcast of their own. Yeah, I bet there's a podcast on that. Monty Python. Imagine check. that fucking podcast. <laughs> like if that one yeah. already is about Mike Myers. Imagine the cunts doing the Monty Python podcast. <laughs> That would be the most unbearable pieces of shit. So you reckon Terry Gilliam's funny, do ya? 
Oh, he's a laugh. Terry well, I Gilliam. actually prefer the direction of Terry Jones. I think he knew how to capture physical comedy. Fuck off. Fuck off, dude. Monty Python slurks. <laughs> they slurk. Monty Python slurps the big one. Oh, my God. Monty Python. <laughs> they think they're so clever because we're English. You think we're English? I prefer a fucking Canadian doing an English accent if I want my comedy done right. Thank you. I prefer one Canuck. Yeah. Who does a multitude of about three different British accents. Three different characters. I want one guy to be like, oh, really? You make me horny? <laughs> one million hornies. And oh, oh, why are you getting my horny? <laughs> yes, yes, he's horny. That was good. Who was that? That was um, Golden oh, Gold Powers. Mama. Golden Powers. <laughs> No, because you honest, find out in the next Austin Powers movie, I read this. I read <laughs> he's Spike, a brother as well. <laughs> Spike's other little things. They're all brothers. That's why they look the same. <laughs> okay, I have a confession to make. Yeah, I do actually really like Monty Python. Oh my god, me too. Let's do a pod. Okay, um, the okay. So after Monty Python ended, Eric Idle, for some reason. Didn't become a movie star mm. Which is crazy Because he was so funny Oh well, I like the TV he's Yeah he's a, probably One of my favourite members Of Monty Python Definitely He's awesome He's so funny Up there with Tahir <laughs> Up there with Polyphenic For yeah. me Oh yeah. god they're so funny I love yeah. what the The new direction Monty Python took When they moved to Australia And transported <laughs> their name When they changed their name To Superwog That's when they really <laughs> took off That's when they hit their peak Yeah And that's when I started Working with them So it worked out Yeah Um he, Eric Idle started his own TV show called Rutland Weekend Television, which was a parody of community TV in the local area, Rutland. Oh, wow. That's pretty funny. Pretty ne- pretty meta. It's actually ahead of its time. Like, I would that say That sort of shit so. has been done a lot since. Like, if parodies I want parodies of community TV, I want a fucking Canadian pretending to be an American <laughs> with another American. Okay? <laughs> Talking about, oh, party, party time excellent. Exactly. It's party pre-Wayne's World. And they... These uh, characters, the Ruddles, were in a sketch on that show. Uh-huh. But then when Eric Idle hosted SNL... Saturday Night Live, the home of oh. such funny people as Eddie Murphy, Mike Meyer. Uh, Nancy Meyer. Nancy Meyer. Uh, Jason Voorhees. Rob Reiner. <laughs> a lot of funny cunnies have graced the stage of SNL. Yeah, so many of them. Including uh, Eric Idle hands. Eric Idle hosted the show and he... Used clips from the Ruddles. On he the used Ru- clips. He used clips from it in, in his up? episode. Yeah. And Lorne watching it, probably from the wings. Probably from the wings. Lorne's like, mm, this is funny stuff. And he said to Eric Idle after the show, you need to make an hour-long mock documentary. Mm-hmm. A term that would later be shortened to Mocko. Mocko. <laughs> or Mock Doc. Mock Docko. Mock Docko. <laughs> And so they made that the following year. He also, they had made another appearance on SNL as the Ruddles. I think it was Eric Idle and Neil Innes did some songs as those two characters in 1977. 1978, the movie came out and the rest is herstory. Yeah. It has strong SNL connections and Uh you can see it in this movie. There's like a bunch of them are in it. Gilda's in it. Gilda's in it. Gilda's very funny. John Belushi's in it for a minute or less. Probably less. Bill Murray plays Bill Murray the K, who is a parody of a radio presenter who made the Beatles famous in America called Murray the K. Oh, 
that's um now I get it and I'm pissing myself laughing. Yeah, I didn't get it either. I didn't get I read it. That. Okay, <laughs> uh, you got Dan Aykroyd making appearance. Dan you got Aykroyd. other famous SNL alum, Mick Jagger, Paul Simon. Yeah, probably. Um, who else is in well, it? Well, Paul Simon has hosted SNL like seven or eight times. Yeah, he's up there. He's one of the top hosts, you know. I can't wait to get his best of Paul he's Simon He's probably in the five-timers club. I think he's in the five-timers club. I think he's wearing that robe with Steve Martin. It goes Steve Martin. Yeah. Paul Simon. Alec Baldwin, uh-huh. who is now a cast member. Yeah, he's now a that's cast member. That's the first member. time that's ever happened. <laughs> it's gone reverse <laughs> yeah. order. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so it's, icon- it's pretty iconic. Tom Alec Hanks. Baldwin. Tom Hanks. He's in the big-timers club. Um and probably Chris Walken, Christopher Walken. You can buy a, literally a best of Chris Walken SNL DVD, which is cool. I reckon we should definitely get that. We should. Here's my prediction it. of what sketches are on it: Cowbell, Cowbell, that more. seducer guy. Give me more. <laughs> His name is the Continental. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. one of my favorite <laughs> SNL sketches: a POV sketch where a cameraman wears a glove, <laughs> pretends to be a woman, and Chris Walken tries to fuck it. Yeah, pretty horny stuff. Why don't you come on a boat with me? Uh, Whoa. Well, is that a line from it? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you come on a boat with me and your and husband? Your husband. <laughs> no questions. <laughs> wow, that's deliciously dark. It's dark material. <laughs> it's deliciously dark, like He's a dark bit materials. of chocolate. Yeah. So how would you describe the Ruddles, all you need is cash? Uh, I would describe the Ruddles, all you need is cash, as not just a parody of the Beatles movies, such uh-huh. as all you need is m- movies. <laughs> all you need is movies. Uh, Hard Day's <laughs> Hard Night. Hard Day's Night. That's the first Beatles mm-hmm. movie. Help. Help. I'm asking for help. What's another one? Oh, no. What's another <laughs> one? The next one's actually called Help! Exclamation <laughs> Point. Yeah, oh, okay, right. Uh, Yellow Sub. Yeah, Yellow Way Sub. Sandwich. Yellow Subway Sandwich, which is cheese. That's actually a joke from this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I think they have a record called Yellow Submarine Sandwich. That's piss funny stuff. Um, (laughs) Really, really good shit. Yeah, that's Uh, hilarious. Yeah, they've got also Abbey Road-based movie called Let It Be, which is an Academy Award winning documentary about the final days of the Beatles. That's so cool. Mm, It won the Academy Award for Best uh, Pop Soundtrack. Best like Beatles that. movie. Best Beatles movie ever. <laughs> ever. Well, they also did um, Magical or? Mystery Tour is one of their movies as oh, well. Oh, Magical Mike. Magical Mike. By Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, starring Mike Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so it's those It's not just those. a parody of those. It's also kind of like a throwback nostalgia documentary where uh-huh. it uses all sorts of uh, different period-based film devices uh-huh. to show the different eras of uh-huh. the Ruddles' career in a way that I would say is incredibly accurate and impressive. It's an impressive TV movie, that is for sure. It looks like the way that uh, the, what's it called, Fred Armisen and Bill Hader... Documentary Now. Documentary Now. It looks like their show. Like, yeah. it uses different styles, different... You can see the filmmaking change with each yeah. era. It's pretty impressive. It looks it's good. It's well made, especially with those Python boys. Um, Possibly, <clears throat> my problem with it is that it's... Not a parody of the Beatles. It's really a pastiche of their flavors. It's really, just right? that Eric Idle and Neil Innes, who wrote all the songs, were clearly fans mm-hmm. and went, "Hey, we can write some stuff that sounds pretty similar to Beatles songs. Yeah, let's just do that and like record them and make them sound awesome." That's the thing is, it's not like Spinal Tap where the songs sound awesome, but mm. they're also funny, mm. but they sound perfectly in tone for what a band like that would be doing. Yeah. This is. 
those things except not funny. Yeah, they're just good. They're just like good songs. They just sound exactly like Beatles songs. They sound songs. exactly like him. I, I don't know much about Neil Innes apart from he's in he's in um, the Holy Grail. He's in a few of the Monty so Python So he's the Monty things. Python. He's one of the Pythons, He's I one of the Python boys. And he uh, used to be in a band that were around in the 60s called... The Bee Gees? No. The Beatles? No. The Trogs? The Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. Get the fuck out. Make, that's <laughs> your making up name. No, you can look it up on Wikipedia. Bonzo Dog Doodah. And they were sort of like a absurdist band and Paul McCartney... Actually produced some of their like albums. Paul McCartney, Jesse McCartney's dad. Jesse McCartney's dad, Paul McCartney, uh-huh. was a big fan yeah. and produced some of their wow, stuff later in cool. their career before this movie and yeah. stuff like that. So they do have like Beatles bona fides. They're linked to the Beatles. They are linked to the Beatles through this man. Speaking of the Beatles, I read uh, on the Wikipedia page for the Ruddles, the band that all of the Beatles had different reactions to this movie. Oh. It's funny because I guess this is pre... Like, we're looking at it as... This is pre-Spinal Tap. Uh-huh. So, pre-rock and roll satire, really. Yeah. Maybe one of the first big things that is parodying uh, something in culture. Yeah. Like oh, a rock Oh, he's band. taking the mickey. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Get me, said Ringo. George Harrison, big fan because he produced this movie as well. Yeah, because he loves the Monty Python boys. George Harrison, yep. of course, created Handmade Films, yep. which is a British-based movie studio that mm-hmm. created probably some of cinema's most iconic films from Britain. Life of Brian. Life the of first Brian, Handmade Film. Monty Python film. He also <laughs> did Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels as a Handmade Film. That's another Monty Python With one. With Nail and I, one of the funniest <laughs> Monty Python movies <laughs> is from there. The Long Good Friday. Yeah, another Monty Python Good, funny one. Monty Python flick. By the way, Statham is one of the great Pythons. Statham, Statham. underrated Python. Yeah. Underrated Python. Definitely. Because he transformed so many movies you didn't expect into Python yeah. flicks. I love I love him in uh, the Monty Python movie uh, Fast and Furious 8. Yeah, Fate of the Furious. He's so funny in that. Monty Python's Fate of the Furious. is just, <laughs> I mean, he steals a show. 
Yeah. A lot of people aren't <laughs> pulling the funniness. He's one of the few that's doing it. He's still out there repping Monty Python. Still is, man, to this day. Last surviving <laughs> member. So Harrison loved it. Um, here's a good little anecdote from uh, the co-director, Gary Vice, who said they were all sitting around in Eric's kitchen pitching sequences that would make fun of the Beatles. Uh-huh. And George was very quiet. And then all of a sudden he snapped and said... <laughs> I mean, you've got to respect us. We were the Beatles. And then no one reacted. And then he went, oh, never mind. Get back to your thing. And they all just kept making fun of the Beatles. That's crazy. He just couldn't, he couldn't deal with it for a second. That's crazy. He but couldn't deal. He loved it. He, he did love it. He actually thinks, this is a quote from Harrison, the Ruddles liberated me from the Beatles. How good is that? That's great. He like finally was able to let go of his past. Can I say it? George Harrison, best Beatle. Best Beatle. Best Beatle. Let's go through the Beatles. Rank them. Yeah. George Harrison, number one. Number one. Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton, he did the most famous Beatles song ever, Cocaine. Yeah, definitely. So put that up. He's number two. Yeah, absolutely. Then probably Paul Simon. Paul Simon, he's funny. He's small. Yeah. Um, then I would say Ringo. Definitely. Sorry, I meant Rango. The Rango lizard. the Lizard. Rango yeah. the Lizard, played by Jonathan Depp. Um, put him as the next one. Then Ringo. Then probably Johnny Depp. So I meant Ringu, the Japanese version of the ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Then, I know what you meant. Yeah, then yeah. Johnny Depp. Then Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp out of Ringo costume. Definitely. Uh, the Gallagher boys. The Gallaghers, Noel and... Um, Noel. <laughs> Noel and just Gallagher. Yeah. One name. Yeah. Noel and Gallagher. Noel and the, the comedian, comedian Gallagher. Gallagher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Definitely. a good shit. That's and, awesome. Um, They're awesome in the Beatles. Yeah, probably. John Cleese. John Cleese. <laughs> Eric Idols. John Ham. John Ham. <laughs> a lot of funny cunnies were in the Beatles. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney, he's he's pretty good. He was in the Beatles. Uh John Lennon also in the Beatles. <laughs> Vladimir Lennon. <laughs> John Vladimir Lennon. Definitely and in the Beatles. Then after that I'd say Ringo Star of the TV series Thomas. Now, he's my favorite uh narrator. Yeah. Next to the narrator from Fight Club. Oh, God, Eddie Norton. God, we miss him. <laughs> Tragically. Miss him. Tragically, I once met Edward Norton and then didn't get to see him again. I miss the guy. <laughs> Tragically, Tragically, I haven't been keeping up with his career. <laughs> <laughs> Tragically, his uh, films have fallen by the wayside for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's still around, but I'm not paying attention. Sure, he was in Birdman like seven, eight years ago. Tragically, I'm out of the loop. <laughs> <laughs> Tragically, I got a lot on. Uh, Ringo Starr said he liked the happy scenes in the film. Oh, I like the happy scenes. Did not scenes. like the sad scenes. Oh, the sad scenes made mo- me sad. The most Ringo Starr reaction. Oh, peace uh, and love. Peace and love. The happy scenes. Like the sad scenes. Thanks for the jelly babies. John Lennon loved the film and refused to return the videotape and soundtrack that was given to him for approval. Oh, he liked it that much. He said, "I'm not giving this back. <laughs> this is mine now. <laughs> is I own mine. this movie." Although he did advise them one of the one of the songs, "Get Up and Go," was too similar to "Get Back," and I have to say, I agree with John Lennon. It sounds like it. It sounds exactly. The they same. all sound exactly the same. There was one song in there. I'm like, God, what song does this sound like? And I'm like, I can't even think about it because I think this is a song I've heard my whole life, not the Beatles. One. Yeah, oh, that girl like you song. Yeah, which sounds with a girl like you. Look, the songwriting is gorgeous. Uh-huh. And uh, Paul McCartney was asked what he felt about the Ruddles movie And he said, no comment Wow, prickly Paul (laughs) Prickly Paul Prickly Paul The nickname, hey, do you know what I heard about Paul McCartney? I've heard a few things, but I don't know the one that you know I heard he died Are you fucking serious to me right now? 
The guy died, man. Are you serious? Ages ago. Ages ago. Back in the swing in 70s, the guy died. God, let's look at the evidence. Okay. What do we have? I mean, he looks not like the same guy he was back on the old covers. Definitely looks so Definitely different He looks now. different. He's got lighter hair. Lighter colored hair. Skin's a bit different. Looser. He <laughs> Looser. looks like he lost weight. <laughs> yeah. The guy looks like he was incredibly fat and lost weight. Yeah. So they probably cast a fat guy that sounds and then like said, Paul And we need McCartney. you to slim down. You need to slim, Dusty. Get down, baby. <laughs> Lose some weight. Yeah. So your neck looks like a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so that's By that's the way, obvious. you have lost your mind. <laughs> I've okay. gone crazy. Okay, so uh, what are the other bits of evidence there? Um, he looks He different. doesn't wear fucking shoes. On album covers. N- at all. I've at never all. seen him wear shoes. Have you ever seen him, though? Never seen him. Never seen his feet. Never seen his feet, so must be true. Yeah, okay. Well, apparently the guy died, and uh, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Because death is the last great frontier. <laughs> it's the last great adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think God, it's exciting. I can't wait to go on that adventure. I reckon I'm going to go to hell and probably fuck around with the demons down there. It takes them a thing to, or two. I'm going to go to hell and back. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go down to hell and then come back. To Earth? To Earth. And little Nikki style. Little Nikki style, baby. Complete a quest. Marry Patricia Arquette. Head back down. Oh, who's your favorite Arquette? Let's stay focused. Who's your favorite Arquette? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> My favorite Arquette is probably Patricia Arquette Academy Award winning actor. I prefer... Rosanna! Rosanna! <laughs> I was fine and I laughed so hard <laughs> And then David Arquette Cox. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, let's stay focused. How funny was that opening titles of Friends when they all added a hyphen Arquette Cox to their name? That's so good. That's shit. one of the funniest things. David Schwimmer Arquette. Let's rank the friends. <laughs> okay. My favorite friend is me, Kramer. My favorite friend is Cameron James. Thanks, man. Wish um, I could say the same. <laughs> but unfortunately, I'm on the fence about you. Okay. Um, well, like that guy shit. from Tim the Toolman Taylor. The guy that's on the fence. On the fence. <laughs> <laughs> He's funny. He's funny. Is he Roseanne? No, no dude. That's He's not Roseanne, though. My favorite, uh, my favorite friends in order. Okay. Yeah. Kramer's set yeah. at the Laugh Factory. Funny, 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 sad <laughs> stuff. I like the bits that are funny and I don't like the bits that are sad. Which bit's sad at the Won't end. say it. When it's the over. end, when he's screaming. <laughs> when he's screaming. <laughs> when he sad. leaves the stage. I go, yeah. oh, come on, call. On, 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 clap, clap, clap. <laughs> uh, probably Ross after that. Ross. Yeah, Ross. Really, he's Ross. He's the funniest friend, man. <laughs> Guys, and he holds up. His stuff holds he's up. He's funny as fuck. Um, then I'd probably say Gunther. Gunther rules. Yeah, Gunther, because he makes the best coffee in all of New York City. Yeah. Then probably Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah, Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> as Phoebe's brother. As Phoebe's buffet's brother. <laughs> He's very, very good. Then probably Paul Reiser. Oh, that was my next one. <laughs> Paul Reiser is the next one. <laughs> yeah, then Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. Yeah. And then Jack Nicholson. Uh, they co-starred in the movie. Then Bruce Willis, probably. Bruce as, Willis. Uh, Jennifer Aniston's dad. Yeah. I don't think it's her dad. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. No, I think he sleeps with someone else. Yeah, he sleeps with Courtney Cox, I think. And she's Jennifer Aniston's dad. Yeah, it's awesome. My God, this is quite the scandal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's it. That's it for the Ruddles. That's all the friends. Yeah, Yeah. that's all the friends. Um, Let's talk about the Ruddles. Yeah, totally. The Ruddles rules, man. Um, (laughs) 
There was a few things I found funny, and I think the things I found funny uh, was that this is a quite an understated comedy. There's gags that don't present themselves immediately, mm. but for me, a keen comic eye, I mm. notice these things and catch you on. You saw and what was happening with that uh, laugh, that camera gag. That's probably my favorite yeah. gag in the whole flick, is, and maybe ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my funniest joke I ever heard. Yeah. Um, the whole gag is Eric Idle is the presenter of this documentary, mm-hmm. kind of a Marty DeBerge character. Definitely. Uh, he is on the street doing a, like a live report about the Ruddles, and the cameraman is on a dolly or a car or something like that, mm-hmm. and he's walking alongside it. The camera starts very slowly getting faster. Yeah. Exponentially gets faster. And it's at a point where you just like you see Eric Idle trying to keep up with it as it's getting a little bit faster, and then it moves further and further away as if it's driving off and he's running after them still trying to deliver the news report he's not asking them to stop he's just delivering the report and I thought it was very very funny that's probably it's that sort of stuff that is funny to me in yeah. this. Like, I like the specificity of the documentary style mm. I like how close the songs are to reality <clears throat> I like that the documentary footage of the Ruddles when they're young is exactly like watching young Beatles oh, docos yeah. that's all cool but um it's the framework of Eric Idle as a reporter who's yeah. presenting this documentary that is the most Python-esque yes. to me. There's all those little gags with the camera that keeps moving away from him while he's trying to present, mm-hmm. uh, everything going wrong around him, like the lights going off when he's yeah. trying to present things or people that he's interviewing not giving him sufficient answers uh-huh. or whatever. That's, the, that's where the real comedy is in this yeah. thing for me. I like Eric Idle. I think he's the funniest. He's uh, he is so funny. He was my favorite Python boy growing up for sure. Definitely, and that's why I was excited to see this. Finally, it's been on my bucket list for a long time. Yeah, and now Who it's your on your bucket bu- list. <laughs> Who are your favorite bucket listers? Uh, Jack Nicholson. Mine is also him. The other guy has been wiped from history this week. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's over. <laughs> it's over, man. Yes. It's over, dude. Sorry. We sorry. lost God. God got me too. I know. This is bullshit. Well. But also good. I'm glad that this fucking truth is out there, man. Same, man. Same, man. Next thing, we'll be finding out about the aliens. Hope so. <laughs> Same, man. Um, uh, I, I always loved him. I think where I really... Well, I remember I have vivid memories because I used to love the TV show One Foot in the Grave. And What's that? It's like an old English sitcom from like the 90s. They did like six seasons hmm. or six series as they call them over the pond. And <laughs> um, and they're just like, they came out like every four years or something. They weren't like in hmm. a row. And um, the theme song was by Eric Idle. And it was just about this old couple who were retired and it was just about their daily life. And I thought it was a very funny <laughs> show when I was a kid. And he's, Eric Idle sung the theme song called One Foot in the Grave. My and God, the fucking British sitcoms are so <laughs> insane. Like they're always, it's always a fucking name like one foot in the grave. One foot or in the so grave. It's like uh, more tea, vicar. Get a governor. Let's have a pot. They're all names like that. And it's yeah. always when you try to describe it, it's like, oh yeah, it's really funny. It's about this old couple <laughs> and they <laughs> they live in this place. I remember someone trying to explain <laughs> keeping up appearances to me oh recently, yeah. which I never watched. Yeah. And I was like, what's it about? And they went, oh, this is this old couple and she's really fussy and he's, 
Yeah, like the whole premise is that she says the name's Bouquet. It's actually Bucket. Yeah. And she's giving up appearances. <laughs> <laughs> that she's not actually a po- uh, she's not actually a wealthy woman. And what's the other one with Judy Dench and what's oh, his name in it? Vicar of Dibley. No, that's another one though. Oh. That's, that's what's the other Judy Dench? It's oh. Judy Dench and what's uh, what's his fucking name? I was thinking name? of Dawn French. Yeah. <laughs> not Judy Dench. Uh, that one is called um uh, play it again, Sam. <laughs> what's, the, what's the song that Play It Again Sam plays in Casablanca? Oh, as time goes, as time by, goes by. That's as what time it's called. goes by. Yeah, that's a, it's, is isn't just that a kiss? just exactly the same fucking show? They're just two old people. <laughs> yeah, but that one's like barely together. funny. One foot in the grave is very funny. Okay, that's sure. the difference. If you want the yucks, you put on one foot in the grave. If you want to feel <laughs> sentimental for oldies. Yep. Put as time goes by. Have you ever watched um, Allo Allo? Oh God, Allo Allo! That one I never watched. That's about a French chef who's uh, in fucking the three women at once. One's a resistance, to... <laughs> one's a Nazi, and one's his wife. <laughs> it's something like that. Yeah, and he's trying to keep them all separate. Yeah, that's <laughs> so... <laughs> British comedy. British... I love British comedy. Yeah, it's just wittier and drier. Oh, it's so. Funny, just the way that they like do tete a tete with each other. Yeah, totally. What are, what are some of your other favorite British sitcoms? <laughs> Britcoms, as you call uh, them. My favorite Britcoms, probably a sniff of perfume. <laughs> Which, of course, is set at a perfume store yeah. where everyone's going around, Are you being served? Oh, my pussy! <laughs> <laughs> my pussy! <laughs> my pussy is being served right <laughs> so funny. It's oh, so God. funny. My one is stroll on down the road, will ya? <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's a good one. That's the one uh, that's about two old people. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. they, and they live together, but then their son moves in with them and he's a bit younger and hipper. Oh, uh, and you wouldn't believe this. His son's a bloody Dalek. Yeah. His son's a Dalek. <laughs> oh, that's set in the Doctor Who extended It's universe. set in the Doctor Who extended The Doctor universe. Who universe. Doctor Who universe. His son's a Dalek. Yeah, that's, that's what awesome. it was originally called. His son's a bloody Dalek. Who's a bloody Dalek? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't accuse Eric Idle of being one of these guys because he is wacky. He's madcap. He yeah. he's irreverent. He has no respect for. He's the irreverent. Of TV. <laughs> that's one of my favorite British sitcoms. <laughs> when <laughs> he's irreverent, he's irreverent. Oh, you can't mess with him. He's irreverent. <laughs> So many British shows about reverence. <laughs> they love because it's so funny to put someone who's proper, like a priest or a clergyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cl- the stirred clergyman. That's one of my the favorite ones. Clergyman's the stirred clergyman. It's a classic. Yeah, that's, that's very a good. classic one. It's a classic. It's a stone cold classic it's one. Gut bustingly hilarious. Oh god, it is. It is a whimperer. It makes me whimper at how funny it is. The Stern Clergyman. Yeah, I love it, man. Played by Bob Hoskins. I know, I'm the Stern Clergyman. <laughs> I'm the Stern Clergyman. And you know what? You can't get in here without me opening the door for you. You got a confession for me? Oh, I got a concession for me. <laughs> by the way, Bob Hoskins is my favourite Monty Python. The guy was funny as me. <laughs> he was so funny as me in Hook. He was very funny in Hook, yeah. yeah. Very funny. And tragically... Tragically, we did lose the stern clergyman, Bob Hoskins. <laughs> he did shuffle off this mortal coil. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he shuffled. He definitely shuffled. He definitely shuffled. <laughs> Do you have any other Britcoms you like? Uh, yeah, man. I'm obsessed with um, whoopsie daisies. Who's that then? 
which of course is a prank show, yeah. prank phone call show, like yeah, Crank yeah. Yankers. Yeah, it's the Crank Yankers from across the pond. Oh, it's so funny. And they've what? got all the funniest Crank Yankers from America there, like from England, I mean, sorry, like mm. Gervais, obviously, so good. Yeah, Gervais, what was some of his prank phone calls he would do? What was your favourite one? He called up churches and told them that God didn't exist. Oh my God. <laughs> do you remember the one they did a crossover the Stern clergyman answered? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, it's like, ring, ring. Oh, hello, who's this? It's me, the Stern clergyman. And then you heard, Oh, well, isn't this... God doesn't exist, does he? Oh, hang on a second. Who's this calling? Oh, it's only me. David Brent in here. Ricky Gervais in here. <laughs> oh, well, listen, mate. I reckon that there is a God up there, and he'd be very well pissed off if he heard you saying those kind of fibs. Sod off. I'm hosting the Golden Globes, aren't I? Bye-bye. Boop, 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 boop. Well, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and watching this movie was a lot of fun. Mm, yes. Sort of. It has good bits. It has. I like the funny bits. I didn't like the sad bits. <laughs> yeah, the Ringo Star review. <laughs> yeah, star. Ringo, it's a five star review. <laughs> five Ringo Star review. Five Ringo Star reviews. We didn't like the sad bits, um, but we thought the fun bits were cool. Should we check this movie, baby? Let's check it. I'm going to check it and say officially, Mike Myers is not in this movie. But is the spirit of Mike Myers in Absolutely. it? Absolutely. The the spirit of Mike Myers is in it. There's a cheekiness. There's a lot of references, and indeed. In, the whole thing is indebted to those boys across the pond. Uh-huh. We all know that Mike loves Liverpool, loves the Mersey Beach. His parents are from Liverpool. Yeah, Spike himself is from Liverpool. Spike himself, my favourite sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, of course it's got a lot to do with Mike Myers' this yeah. film because Mike Myers is inspired by his Liverpudlian roots. He's mm-hmm. inspired by the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Austin Powers is clearly inspired by... Films, like Hard Day's Night Hard Day's Night yeah. Big mm. time Big mm. time influence on them I would say that Shagadelic is a portmanteau Of shag and psychedelic Two things that the Beatles Were well versed in Absolutely Also this movie Shares a cast member With a Gold member With gold member <laughs> Indeed There is a cast member That appears in both films What's this character's What's this actor's name Sorry <laughs> I'm about to look up The actor's name uh, The actor's name Is Jeanette Charles And who does she play in this Well you might be familiar With her work In multiple films uh-huh. As the Queen of England The jolly old Queen of England Lizzie herself <laughs> That's one of my other Favorite <laughs> Lizzie herself <laughs> The jolly old Queen <laughs> of England Who of course Is played by <laughs> By wonderful Character actor Martin Clunes Oh god He has to impersonate The queen that's funny. Because stuff. Mr. Bean sneezed on her and he rubbed around that to get Martin Clunes to play it. I love Martin Bean. Um, <laughs> so, Jeanette Charles has played the Queen in a bunch of stuff, including Goldmember. Austin So, Powers. she has shared the screen with Eric Idle uh-huh. and big Eric Idle fan Mike, Mike Myers. Meyer. So, there you go. There's a Mike connection there. God, that's it. We checked that it. it is Mike. It's Mike. The spirit of Mike lives in the movie. I'd the say Russells. of all the ones we've watched so far, this one has the most spirit of Mike in it. For sure. Definitely. For sure. We've checked it. It's almost Mike. Well, that is Mike check for this week. Uh-huh. And I'm feeling fabulous about it. Oh, you certainly are. If you want to talk to us, talk to us on the internet at Mike Check Pod. Talk to us on uh, Twitter, I'm at I am Cameron James. Same on Instagram. And you, my dear? I'm also at This Is Alexi on Twitter and Insta. 
Talk to us, baby. Recommend some stuff to us. Some SNL movies, some uh-huh. hidden mic things. Hopefully, there's a little more goss about this Austin Powers 4 that you can link us oh, to. Oh, God. If you find out any Austin stuff, tag me in that post. Tag me in that shiznit. Tag me in the post. And while you're there tagging, <laughs> why don't you jump on over to uh, the Tag Me in the Post website, which is... <laughs> which is my favourite modern Britcom. His favourite modern Britcom. And it it's streaming online. Matt it's Lucas. a web series. Matt Lucas. Hello, why don't you tag me in the post, love? Hello, I'm Catherine Tate, and I'm also in this show. <laughs> well, love, why don't you tag me in the post? <laughs> well, we're working at a post office, aren't we? And while you're tagging us in the post... Give us five stars on iTunes. And in your iTunes review, you got two options. One, give us the name and subject of what you'd like our next super-specific actor-based podcast to be. <laughs> or give us a name or your favorite Britcom. <laughs> I knew that's what you were going <laughs> to say. Give us your name your favorite Britcom. We'll do an impression of it for you. Hey, guess what? We also have uh, some news. Some exciting news. You go first. We have started a Patreon. So if you would like to patronize us, this is a, a pod, This is a Patreon for both of our podcasts, Mike Check and Total Reboot. Uh, we put it under the Total Reboot name just because it's easier for us to find at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you can be found us at patreon.com slash Total Reboot. And we've got a few little bonuses there for you guys. So if you donate $5 monthly to us, you'll get access to a brand new podcast that we are doing called Reboot Riffs, where we will be doing reboots and remakes of our own based on popular films. The first one will be up very, very soon. It is called American Pie. Alexi style. <laughs> we have rebooted American Pie based on my own life as a teenage boy. And I gotta like say, it's somehow woker and hornier. Woker and time. hornier. That's what we specialize in, baby. Yeah. Funny, sexy, cool, and woke. So we've got a few uh, bonus pods you can get through uh, through the Patreon if you donate. Also, we've got a second price point, uh-huh. which is if you pay six dollars and ninety cents, six ninety, six ninety, you become an official horny baby. Uh, you get exactly the same thing. There's nothing extra there, but it's just a little bit of a hornier number. So we thought, why not number. put it up there? It's funnier, it's sexier, it's cooler. You pay that, you become funnier, sexier, and cooler. It's very simple. It's very, very simple. You can find the link to that Patreon page in the show notes for this episode. And you'll probably be the first person to patronize it if you go on it right now. Yeah, if you're doing it right now, guess what? You're number one, and I'm so grateful. I'll suck your little dick. Or, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to log in. I'm logging in. I'm going to be the first donator. <laughs> uh, so thanks so much for listening to us, and we'll get back to you very soon with some more SNL movies. more Brick movies. <laughs> i got to do Monty Python Poto. <laughs> It's my check, it's my check, the podcast that Mike buys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.